Hey, there we are. Super. Hey, uh, today's kind of a big day. Um, why is it a big day? Because today's the day we officially sort of launch this Dare to Move 2 thing. And um, I'm excited about it because all of us are, anyone who calls this place home, anyone who's benefiting from there being a, a church here, all of us are the beneficiaries of people's generosity, people's generous giving, and giving to the first Dare to Move, right? Because people generously gave to, to Dare to Move, we were able to support financially and sustain launching this, along with a bunch of other cool stuff. Uh, but, you know, it took a chunk of change to get this going. And we had to lease a facility and we had to buy some equipment and we had to hire, hire some staff. And I don't know if you guys know this or not, but if it weren't for the, the, the first dare to move, I, I wouldn't be here, right? Um, it, was, it was people's stepping out in faith, generously giving to this thing that created the, the space for uh, Alliance to bring me on the team. And I, I like being a part of the team. So I'm, I'm personally pretty grateful for this thing. So... I guess, honestly, what I'm trying to say is seeing what God did through the last one, I'm excited to see what he does through the first one. And today we're going to kind of launch that. We've seen him do some pretty awesome stuff. And I've, I've got every reason to believe that he's not done with us yet. I, I, I got every reason to believe that God has some pretty big plans for this church. So all month long we've been hearing about this vision. Uh, you know, uh, where we're going to allocate some of the funds. We want to do this, we want to do that, the other thing, so on and so forth. All month long, we've been, we've been asking you to prayerfully consider joining. And, uh, and if you do that, you know, fill out the, you know, the commitment card and the, give your giving goal and all this stuff over and over and over again. And then parallel to that, here out in Hortonville, we've been living in Luke chapter 12, and we've been hearing... Jesus' uh, profound teaching on money and life and heaven and how those things all kind of work together and what they got to do with us. And uh, you hear Jesus, I don't know if you guys remember all the way back to two weeks ago. Uh, two weeks ago might as well have been 20 years ago, I think. Well, if you remember all the way back to two weeks ago, Jesus, Jesus uh, he, he talks to us about our money. Not because he really cares so much about our money, but he cares about our hearts. Remember, and he, and, he, and he warns us, he's like, you know, don't, don't be the type of people who, who let your hearts fall too in love with money. Don't be the type of people that hoard it all up for yourself. Like, be the type of people that just love God and love other people really well with, with your money. And then last week, on kind of the other side of the money problem, Jesus says, don't be consumed with worry, especially when it comes to, you know, worry that has to do with money, uh, Right? Jesus is, explains to us life's far too important to, for it to be wasted, worrying about money. He says, you are too precious to God to allow yourself to be ripped off by worry and, and really worrying about it. It's not going to fix anything anyways. And, and God knows you far too well and he knows your needs and, he knows, and, and, and he, he's far too involved in your life to allow yourself to, to let worry, especially about money, rip you off. And, and then Jesus... And saying, don't be consumed with, with seeking after money and the stuff of this world. He tells us to seek after something far better. He tells us to be consumed with something far better. And that's the kingdom. That's, that's where, where Jesus is king and, 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 and where things are done his way. And, and he says, seek that 
Like, put your heart there. Pursue the kingdom. Be consumed with a passion for Jesus' reign. And then, and then everything's going to kind of fall into place. And God's going to take care of you. He'll add the little stuff to you. And now in, this, in these final three verses of this teaching we're going to go over today, Jesus is going to sort of wrap it up. And in this conclusion... I believe he wants us to hear two things. One, he wants us to give us the key to unlock our generosity. And two, he wants us to understand the eternal implications of our earthly giving. Like I, think, I really think, we're gonna, within this passage we're going to go through here, what it is is Jesus wants us to be set free to be radically generous. He, he wants us to know the heavenly significance of our earthly generosity. Why should we care? Is the question. What, why is this a big deal? Why is this important? Well, I got two reasons. One, we're, gonna, we're all going to meet God someday. And two, what we do matters down here. What we do down here matters. And we're all going to meet God one day. So this is, this is kind of a big deal because the Bible teaches us that none of our, our stuff is actually our stuff. All of it actually belongs to God. He owns it. It's all his. And he's just letting us take care of it. We're just managers, right? We're, we're, we're mowing God's lawn and we're raising God's children and, and, we're, and we're spending God's money. We're just, we're just managers. And, and, and what we do with what he entrusts to us here on this earth, it, it, it matters to him. So if it matters to God, it should matter to us too. That's, that's why this is important. Like I, I want us to be a church that gets this right. I want us to be a church that get this, gets this right. So as we go through this passage, I want you to hear Jesus. I want, to hear, I want you to hear what he has to say. And I, want, and I want us all to take him very seriously. And why is that? Uh, please, let me be clear. I don't want you to be confused on this. It's not... What, like, why do I want you to hear what Jesus says and take it super seriously? It's not so that you give a whole bunch of money to Dare to Move 2. Like, I love Dare to Move 2. I'm excited about it. And I, I do hope people do give a whole bunch of money to this thing. It's going to be good. But that's not ultimately the goal. Because that wasn't Jesus' goal 2,000 years ago. So that's not my goal this morning. My goal this morning is that we be a generous church. That each, each one here, every, all of us, just get set free from money-related fear in a way that'll just uh, turn our generosity loose and we'll be so bizarrely, unusually generous out in this community that people go, what's wrong with these people? Why are they so generous? And we'd come together and be a, 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 a remarkably generous church. What I want is for you to be set free to use your money in a way that glorifies God. My goal this morning is that you'd be so set free from the worry and from the greed and from the materialism and from even money-related fear that you'd be so radically generous that you would discover, if you haven't yet, the deep joy of using your resources in a way that glorifies God. That's my goal because I believe it's Jesus' goal in this, in this book, in this passage I'm about to read. And this, his goal is the only goal I care about. So let's read it together now. Luke chapter 12, verses 32 through 34. Jesus says, Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. 
Sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches, no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. May God bless the, the, the reading of his word. Would you pray with me, church? Uh, Jesus, I, 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 we hear your words right now. Um, you, you spoke them 2,000 years ago, and they were written down, and they resonate just as true today as they did then. I ask that you would give us ears to hear your word, that you, you would give us hearts to believe it and receive it, God, that we would... We would would you let your word just demolish any money-related fear people have here? That we would be set free, liberated, to be so generous that it's weird to your glory and for the sake of people who need it. I pray this. Amen. All right. So you guys, you guys hear this. You hear Jesus' logic. I want you to process through this, the brilliance of, of Jesus here. I don't know if I'm ever going to stop being blown away at, 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 the, at the profound brilliance of, of Christ. He says, essentially, that generosity from, from up there, right, from the Father, God's generosity, generosity from up there vanquishes our fear down here. And, and, and then when fear is vanquished, generosity is, is liberated. And so then generosity down here, he's going to say, this is the brilliant, I, I never would have thought of this. Generosity down here is an investment somehow in up there. And that doesn't make sense to me. I don't, I don't get that. I wouldn't have thought of that on my own. But just what Jesus says, your generosity down here is an investment somehow in up there. And, and why that is, he explains, is because that when I use down here money for up there purposes, somehow my, my heart kind of ends up going up there too. That's his line of reasoning here. Let's take this apart one piece at a time. Number one, Jesus is giving us the antidote for money-related fear, and that is the Father's generosity. Fear not, verse 33 says, fear not, little flock, for it's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. I want you to hear Jesus' tone of voice here. There's no, there's no arm twisting. There's no guilt or manipulation whatsoever. You know, Jesus isn't like, listen up, you bunch of stingy sinners. I got to talk to you about, them, about your money. He just says, do you fear not, little flock? I want you to know something. Little flock, you hear the tender, shepherdly tone in Jesus' voice here. He knows, he knows that money concerns are real, and so we, we could very well be like a, a, a scared little flock of sheep. We could be scared sheep about this, right? Because money-related fears are not irrational. Why? Because stuff like a place to live and a food to eat and medical care and transportation, uh, they, they, all, they all cost money. So Jesus knows that this is going to be something that comes at us. He says, listen, no, I, I don't want you to fear. And why? Why does he say, I don't want you to fear? Look at his reasoning. He says, because it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. 
You remember what he had said? I don't know if you guys remember all the way back to last week. In verse 30 and 30, 31, he, he had said, man, just don't, go, don't be consumed with seeking after all the stuff the world seeks after. Instead, seek something so much better. Seek his kingdom. And then here he says, don't be afraid. It's, it, your father loves giving you the kingdom. Jesus doesn't command us to seek what the father's unwilling to give. It's, it's so beautiful in this. And I love it. It's his good pleasure. It's like he loves nothing more than to give us the kingdom. And, and, and it kind of makes sense. I want you to think about that. Put yourself in God's shoes just for a moment. And, and imagine, why, why would God just love to give us the kingdom? Think about it like this. Imagine if you're a parent, if you're a parent, imagine, if you're not a parent, imagine. Imagine your kid, your son or your daughter comes up to you and says, Mom or Dad, um, listen, here's what I want to do. I, I, there's, a, there's a family down the, down the road, and, and I, I, I just don't think they're, they're going to be able to make rent. So here's what I want to do. I want to take the allowance that you, that you gave me. I want to take some of my lunch money, too, that you've given me, and, and I want to give it to them uh, and, and, and help them make rent. All I need from you is a promise that you're going to keep the cupboard full of peanut butter and jelly. So in case I run out of lunch money, I, got some, I just need to know that you're going to take care of me. What's your reaction as a parent? I go, absolutely. I mean, you, we'll have that cupboard so stinking full of peanut butter and jelly. You're never going to run out. What else do you need? It's the Father's good pleasure to give his kingdom resources to his children who want nothing more than to do his kingdom work. Okay? It's his good pleasure. And it's that, it's that generosity that absolutely demolishes our, our fear, our, our money-related fears. Nothing makes God happier than giving resources to people who want nothing more than to see his will done, right? And he is so generous. Our God, I man, if we had a clue how generous our God was, guys, like, if, I don't know, if you went to Chipotle with God, he wouldn't just pay. He'd be like, you know, get the guac, too. I mean, God is so stinking generous, especially, especially when our heart is to do his will. Yeah, he loves, and, that, and, it's, and it's that reality that, according to Jesus, is designed to dissolve our money-related fears. Fear not, little flock. Why? Because you've got a Father in heaven, and he loves taking care of you. And then what's the result is that our fear then is just vanquished. And when fear is vanquished, generosity is lib liberated. And then Jesus wants you to understand a second thing. He wants us to understand that our earthly Generosity is an eternal investment. This is fascinating. So let's read this in verse, verse 33. I want you to read this in here. I mean, here is, this is the effect of our fear-vanquishing, generosity-liberating Father in heaven. This is the effect he has on his kingdom-inheriting sons and daughters. This is what it looks like when God really gets a heart, hold of someone. This is what happens when God gets a hold of our hearts and aligns them with his heart. Generosity happens. Verse 33, he says, sell your possessions and give to the needy. What 
a picture of radical generosity. Can you visualize what Jesus is getting at here? He's not saying don't have any possessions. He's saying don't let the possessions have you so much that you you love them more than you love people, that you take care of them more than you take care care of people. Can you you imagine being that way, being like, you know, I don't even really care about this stuff. Can I help you out somehow? That's the heart of verse 33. And this is what happens when we realize, man, that God, God has a fear vanquishing generosity for his, for his kids. And Jesus says, man, you do that. You tap into, you tap into that, 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 the generosity that resonates God's heart, that takes the form of the cross. You do that and you're not going to waste a cent. You're not going to get to heaven and, and, and regret having been generosity to, uh, generous to help someone in need. None of us are going to get to heaven and go, oh, man, I wish I wouldn't have given that hundred bucks to that family that was in need. And Jesus says, provide yourselves with this is beautiful imagery, with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. This, this is fascinating that we can use what we have down here to invest in up there. We can, we can, use, we can use our money on earth in a way that matters in, in heaven. Do you guys hear that? This is really good news. Right? Because I don't know if you guys read this uh, in the latest study or not, but we're all going to die, and that money is worthless. Right? But, but Jesus is saying, man, but you can use it down here in a way that will matter, that will count, that will carry eternal worth. Randy Alcorn, in his book, The Treasure Principle, uh, which is uh, this big but so powerful, he says it this way. He says, you can't take it with you, but you can send it on ahead. You get that? You can't take it with you, but you can send it on ahead. That's the principle that Jesus is teaching here. He says, provide yourself with money bags that don't grow old. Get yourself a, a purse that ain't ever gonna go out of style, a heavenly purse of some sort, right? Open up, open up a savings account in heaven and through generosity down here, just start making deposits up there. Because that's what we do every time you allow God to work through you Certainly with your time, certainly with your talent, but Jesus is most immediately addressing our treasure. Every time you allow God to work through you financially, you, in, you invest in heaven. How? <laughs> what? It makes no sense to me. Why is it? Uh, is it, is it or, or somehow, are we, is this like a multi-tier marketing scheme or something like this? Like, are, are certain people going to get to heaven and have a huge mansion and other people just be sleeping in a tent? Like, I, I'd hate to be the poor guy in heaven, right? Well, man, we'll let you in, but uh, you, you probably should have packed a lunch because you ain't got much up here. No, we're not building some sort of heaven. Jesus builds the heaven, and it's perfect just the way it is. So how is it? that our earthly generosity is an investment in the kingdom. Jesus explains it in verse 34. Here's the principle. My heart always goes where I put God's money. You hear that? My heart always goes where I put God's money. Verse 34, he says, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Wherever, wherever you put your treasure, presume you'll, you'll, you'll find your heart there. And just a quick reminder, anytime you read the word heart, 
all throughout the scripture, pause and remember what it means. So a lot of times we, we think of heart as, 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 as maybe just courage or maybe uh, associated with, with feelings of love or something like this. Heart is a lot deeper in, 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 the, in the Bible, okay? All throughout the scripture, heart is like the center of your being. This is a place where your deepest desires live, where your will lives, where your convictions live. This is, this, is, this is where your decisions ultimately are rooted in. This is, this is a place where emotions kind of flow out of. This is where reason lives. This is the, 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 the center of the youest you there is and the place where the youest version of you flows out of. This is the core of your being. And Jesus says, man, wherever you put your treasure, you're going to find that. This is profound. Now, I believe this is both revealing and realigning. I, I do believe that there are, that, that this is, this is uh, doubled in sense. It's revealing in the sense that where we put our treasure always exposes our priorities, what we truly value, so on and so forth. It's revealing, it, it is. But it's also realigning because where you put your money, your heart also just kind of goes there. It follows it. Like our hearts are just kind of like little, uh, little puppy dogs for treasure. Like we, have a, we have a dog, Bella, a little shih tzu. She barely qualifies to be a dog. She's like this tall. She doesn't bark. She's never actually killed anything. Um, I don't even think she could break the skin if she tried to bite someone. But man, that dog loves my wife, Melanie. My goodness, she loves Melanie. And she just follows her around everywhere. Uh, everywhere. There it goes. This must... The thing was falling, and the cord was being pulled, and the headset was going that way. And I didn't, I didn't know if Jesus was coming back or what was happening right there. I was like, what's happening? Anyway, anywhere my wife goes, this dog just follows. I mean, Melanie gets up and leaves the room. Melanie, Bella, pretty soon, she stands up, leaves the room. Wherever Melanie's at, there's that dog. And, and our, our hearts are, are, are kind of like that with our treasure. They just seem to follow them. And, 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 and if you don't believe that that's true, just watch what happens when you be generous. Your heart follows. You be generous and you give to a family in need, pretty soon you're going to find yourself caring about that family. Our, our, our hearts follow our treasure. You, you watch what happens when you reallocate your treasure from earthly priorities to eternal priorities. Okay. When you use your money um, for what God cares about rather than what the world cares about, you find yourself caring about what God cares about. Does that make sense? When you use your money, instead of in the way the world cares about, but, but in the way God cares about, you will find your, yourself caring about what God cares about. And that is the investment. You hear Jesus' logic here? You can, use, you can use the down here money to invest in up there. And how is that? He says, because wherever, wherever your treasure goes, your, your heart's going to go there too. That's, you deposit your heart every time you, in heaven. You, you deposit your heart. You invest your heart in heaven every time you give. That's the investment 
That's the 401k that Jesus is trying to get you to set up right here. So that one day you're like 103 years old and you kick the bucket just for being super old and you get up to heaven and you go, man, there's the rest of my heart. I've been sending it up here this whole time. I've been sending it a little bit at a time and here it is. You guys get this? This is the investment that Jesus wants you to make. He wants your heart, just like a magnet, God's heart to draw your heart closer to his own until one day you just end up living in his presence forever, and it's going to be awesome. But in the meantime, how do we do this in 2021? I always ask this question. I get the musicians to come on up. I always ask this question in my sermons. So how do we do this here in 2021? in Northeast Wisconsin. Well, listen, this one is not too big of a leap. I don't want to overcomplicate it. We, we just be generous. We, we just choose to be generous, right? Have your fear melted by God's generosity and let that generosity flow through you and make the decision. Say, I'm going to be a, I'm, I'm going to resolve to be a better person, or sorry, not a better person, a, a better giver, a, a more generous person. And maybe, maybe uh, Dare to Move 2 is the right option for you. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I think it's a good option. Uh, maybe it's a one way that you can sort of store up treasure in heaven and you can be generous with your money in this way. If it is, I, I appreciate the filling in the cards and filling out the stuff online and, and all of it. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't the right option for you. But either way, I hope that every one of us in this room will hear the words of Jesus and heed them. Can we, he can we just hear Jesus say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, my little flock. You got a father in heaven and man, nothing makes him happier than giving to you so that you can give to others. Get that eternal 401k plan set up and start investing your heart. You won't regret it. So now to celebrate what God has done through Dare to Move and, what, and sort of launch in great anticipation for what God's going to do in Dare to Move 2, here's what I want us to do. I want us to stand, I want us to sing, and then afterwards, this is the most important part, you gotta hear this. I want you to grab a chocolate chip cookie and just hang out and talk to someone. Yo, we're gonna stand, we're gonna sing. DL isn't even going to give your kids back until like 11.29, all right? So you, you have no excuse. I mean, normally I know we put the coat on and get out of here because it's a Packers game, but, I mean, they, they played on Thursday. <laughs> we ain't got no Packers game to go to. Would you, would, you, would you stand with me, church? Let's sing. Let's celebrate. Let's be excited about what God's done and what he's going to do. And then let's have a chocolate chip cookie to the glory of God. Amen.